What is up, everybody? And welcome to our post-Christmas edition of the Unrelated Sports Podcast. I am Andy McConnell, and with me once again is my friend and co-host, Mr. Cody Allstat. Cody, how are we doing? We're doing wonderful. It's a, it's a great Christmas week. Couldn't have asked for a better one. Um, got to spend it with family and friends and watch. Not only did I get to watch the Dolphins win, my brother got to watch the Lions win and win their first division title in 30 years. Something I've never seen him be happy about. Yeah, I guess Lions fans do deserve to be happy once in a blue moon. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it hurts you to say that a little bit, but how how was your Christmas? Well, aside from the fact that Joe Barry is still employed as a Packers defense coordinator, it was good. It was really good. And um, hold on. Now, shout out to my brother Austin for these wonderful. We got a new, I got a new mic instead of just talking to the computer. That is Austin, Andy's brother. Yes, yes, it is. So yeah, so that was cool. Got that. Got some cool shirts and stuff. And um, I finally have recovered from my food coma from yesterday. So we're doing good. Yeah, it. Mine was deep. Um, mine hit me hard. My food, food coma. I was. I've been kind of a walking zombie for two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I made the mistake is after I got done eating yesterday and my second plate of mashed potatoes, I went and got dessert, like two pieces of dessert. That wasn't the bad part. The bad part was then thinking thirty minutes later, you know what? I need more dessert, and uh, I got yep. two pieces, and that's where we got in trouble. That's where we got in massive trouble. Yeah. The, the like fact that I didn't have to work kind of made me think I, I can do more than I I really should have, and uh, it's been a painful day or two. Yeah, but yeah, but that's worth it at the same time. Yeah, it's what the holidays are for. It's for eating and eating, and when you think you can't eat, eat some more. And I don't know if it's dangerous or not that one of my gifts that my parents got me this year was a Blackstone Grill. Why would that be so, dangerous? More food for me to eat in a different oh. way. I mean, okay. I, I thought it was more meaning you could just burn more stuff if you needed to, like burn the house. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm I'm actually a good. Cook. You think I got uh, this this size by eating healthy? No, I know how to cook. I'm proud of you. I would expect Thank nothing you. less. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, so Cody, apparently you've been watching more Wrexham or painting. Yeah. Or- they- they uh they had a win today um because they I think they so they had a few um games that got postponed or canceled or, or I guess all postponed because of um they were in some tournaments that that makes their regular season games get pushed back and so instead of having just games on there I think Saturdays they will have a Saturday and a Tuesday. And so right now they're, I think last I looked, they were second in their league, um, league two, and the top three teams get automatically advanced to league one. And I think teams four through seven or eight have a playoff to go. The, the one who wins that playoff will also advance to league one, okay. which is just one step higher up towards their end goal of trying to get into the premier league, which is a long ways away, but will be kind of cool story to watch over the years. Like, I know that you and I have talked about this before, but can you imagine if, if the USFL XFL like merger type thing, if that ends up getting big enough where we end up having like a relegation type thing in the NFL, 
that that would be so much fun. It would it would make make take tanking away. Mm-hmm. People would not tank anymore just because you're not going to want to go down to down a league and lose out on the money, lose out on the fans, lose out on the players because players you will lose players for that. Yeah. Well, I just I wonder how that would work for the draft. Like when you get relegated slash promoted, like how all that would work. Oh yeah, that is very interesting. You'd have to almost pick up more of a. Um, I don't really know how the they do that in in football. Yeah, but I have to look more into that. Maybe talk yeah, well, to. Well, I guess at least like you know, over in Europe and stuff, they don't necessarily have like a draft because I mean, they just all these clubs just spend money, and I don't think the MLS has a relegation system yet. Okay. So, but yeah, it, like if. If they ever did that, yeah, I don't know exactly how it would work. I'm, I'm sure brighter minds than me and you would be able to figure something out. But I don't. I think we're pretty bright, though. <laughs> In our own minds, um, yeah. I, I would think. I always th- kind of think it's the teams that are like, okay, so somebody playing for Wrexham right now that is good, you know, like I, not no examples, but like somebody playing, they're in League Two. And they're play, playing to get advanced, but they're almost some of those guys are playing themselves out of a job for that team because, like, when they go up a league, they're going to get better, better opportunities yeah. for better players. So some of those players are like they're advancing their team just to get cut from that team, basically. Yeah, which and I, I wonder though how many guys though actually would just want to keep staying just because you know you like to be a part be a part of something to build. Or if you're building something special, but, and then when it, when you take your opportunities when you get them at the same time, yeah. Well, because you know somebody dangles you a blank check or basically a blank check and saying, "Yeah, we're going to sign you for X." Excuse me, X amount of money. I think you you can't really turn that down at times. I mean, look look at uh, look at the live tour. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. That's a there's a lot of people even just for X amount of dollars. Yeah. Um. So, you know how Wrexham has been doing well. So, at my Dallas Stars. Nice. And, or on Sat, yeah, I think it was Saturday. Um, they're playing in Nashville, which has been. It's the, been their house of madness. Like they just don't win there. I don't know how to explain. It. It's kind of like the Packers at the old Metrodome, like back in the early far days or kind of the middle far days where they just couldn't win there at all. And okay. kind of this Bank Stadium too. Well. Over the weekend, they scored. They were trailing two to one with about fifteen seconds left. Tied the game. Thirteen seconds later, Yanni Hockenpah delivers a massive slap shot, and they win the game basically with two seconds left. Wow, that that's the cool thing about hockey is like how quick it can turn around. Uh, just from the little bit that I've watched, like things happen so fast. Well, and I, I think I read. I think they made NHL history for that's the latest a game tying and then a go ahead go ahead goal had been scored in succession that's incredible yeah um i don't know how old the nhl is but oh shoot nhl's been a long i I don't know i want to say at least through the 40s maybe like you know when guys were playing without without helmets and everything oh yeah the the glory days yeah back when men were men there's an actually a one of my favorite movies of all time is a hockey movie. Um, 
it's called Mystery Alaska. And it was a team of like, uh, I, like this town's club had a club game where they play every week. And it was like the highlight of everybody's week. And they always said that they could uh, beat an NHL team on their ice if, on, in their rules. And so in the movie, they bring bring the New York uh, Rangers to them, but then they build like a stadium for it. And it kind of takes away from the whole town. It's a really good movie. I believe Russell Crowe was in it. Okay. Okay. I might have to watch that. You know how much I love to watch movies. So, I, but it is sports related. So that could flip it for you. No, that's, that, that's, that's very true. Um, did you watch any NBA ball over uh, Christmas day? I know how big of an NBA fan you are. I, I was really looking forward to it. Um, I was not one of the 4.1, or I don't remember what the number was, but I saw that it was there was three NBA games on Christmas Day and three NFL games on Christmas Day. Oh, okay. It must have been going simul- against one another. Yeah. Okay. There, there, were five, there were five NBA games total. Okay. Well, I saw that the, the average viewership of the NBA games was like four point some million, where – the uh, average viewership of the NFL games was like 20, 21 or 20. I think it was meant to be like 21 because 21 million people that's, that's, per game. That's not bad. Not, not bad at all. Um, So I know. So Ashton, my brother, big NBA guy. I think he had, he at least had his, the New York Knicks were playing the Milwaukee Bucks and Ashton's a big Knicks fan. So he at least had that game on his phone and stuff, but the NBA is just so hard to watch, like for a multitude of reasons. They don't play defense. Rules are optional. It's basically call your own fouls at points. And I think the biggest thing that's going to kill the NBA, or at least for the time being, is that, um, like, especially in these big games when your stars just don't play, like they, they can, the whole load management thing where they're basically playing like every other day or every other game or their play game set out to, it's just like, it's why it's so hard to buy a ticket for a game because, like the Lakers, or the Lakers were playing up in Minneapolis against the Timberwolves last week, mm-hmm. and I think that was one of the games where LeBron sat. So, could you imagine being like a little kid and a dad? You buy tickets to go watch LeBron play, and it's like, nah, he's not. He's just not playing mm-hmm. at all today. But they're either gonna have to like cut down the size of the schedule or or something, or to make it. So your stars are there. I, yeah, I, I've heard of that way too many times. It's always LeBron is always the example because, I mean, yeah, he's well, the big name in NBA. Yeah, well, it's either LeBron or like Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. I mean, sometimes Steph Curry will sit out a game. It's just, it's hard to get psyched because half the time you don't even know who's playing. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's part of the reason why like the NFL will dominate on Christmas, just aside from being the NFL. It's I know the NBA, the NBA is just too hard of a product to watch right now. Well, you see like guys in the NFL, like Raheem Mostert was one example, got hurt and he's itching to get back in. Jalen Waddle got his eye poked and then he might've got a high ankle sprain and he still wanted to play, you know, like in, in the NFL, there's, it's a different mindset where people want to play. Like Tyreek has been playing on a bad ankle for the last couple of weeks. Like all these are Dolphins players. I, I realize, but like, they're the team I I watched obviously the most closest. 
people want to be on the field at all times. Don't get that in the NBA. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing like hockey. I mean, these guys are taking pucks to their legs, getting checked as hard. I mean, they're basically playing on broken legs and it's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Just, yeah. rubble, just rubble dirt on it. We'll be all good. I mean, the only thing I've ever seen somebody get taken off the field for on a, or hockey rink off is for when he got his neck cut open on the, on the rink. Yeah, it's a good thing I still haven't watched that video. It's just, yeah. uh, it just it brings chills to you in a bad way, and you can't can't do that. I, the one that I saw was the guy that lived. Like, oh. it was a different one. That one was all, like, I can't imagine the guy that passed away. God rest yeah. his soul. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's not good. Um, Not that this is a good, there's any good way to transition from that. But you know what I'll, What's also not good, and speaking of like the load management stuff in the NBA, is all these guys that are opting out in these college bowl games and stuff. Yeah, that's that's been going on for a long, for a few years now. It it used to not be, and then yeah, what you told me earlier, I guess I didn't realize it was that it was a certain player. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go ahead? Okay. Yeah, you so go ahead with that one. Okay. Okay, so a certain player who might or might not have torched Iowa in the Rose Bowl the year before, um, his name might be Christian McCaffrey. He uh, he went off, or so what he decided to do is kind of basically not get hurt or risk his body to not get hurt, and he sat out the. I believe they were going to play in the Sun Bowl. Stanford was, so it wasn't like a marquee bowl game by any means, but that basically has started this big ripple effect of all these stars or not even stars, like even guys who are just transferring. Um, they're sending out all these bowl games. Like Florida State's supposed to play Georgia in the Orange Bowl, I believe. And, you know, this would be a good time for Florida State. I mean, your starting quarterback's hurt. You're trying to prove that, hey, we got gift of out of the college football playoff. And they have eight guys, including now their backup quarterback, who was going to be their starter, Tate Ronemaker, who just who who opted out against Georgia. And it's like, why would you want to watch that game then? Like if, yeah. if you're just a casual fan, why would you want to watch it's not going to be a good product for sure. There's the, I haven't been paying any attention to college bowl games other than Detroit game. Like that's the only game I've watched any of. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the Troy game, shout out to my cousin Clayton. Um, he went and played in uh, their bowl game against Duke in Birmingham. Um, Clay, I think Clayton ended up with one catch for 14 yards. Um, nice. Troy lost 17 to 10. Um, but I know this was a tough week for Clay, but I know he, it was good for him to get back out on the field with his guys. And I think he made his dad proud. I'm just going to, oh, for sure. And that was a cool moment to, for them to show, um, like the Craig having played with Kurt Warner and, the Iowa Shrine Bowl. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they ran like a little 90 second piece, which I don't even know how much of that would have happened if like half a Troy's team didn't have food poisoning. Now Duke's team did too. But like uh Troy's quarterback Gunnar Watson was supposed to speak at their uh media day um I think on Friday, Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was. And since he was like sick and couldn't talk, uh Clayton ended up stepping in and then I don't know how it all led to one another, but then I think when he started talking with the ESPN um announcers and stuff, because they get to pull the guys off to the side and have some talks. One thing led to another, and uh, they basically did a 90-second piece on his dad, which was pretty freaking awesome. And then, uh, like, they, they showed 
um, Clayton's picture from senior day with Craig and Lori. And uh, then they dug in the way back machine and we're talking about uh, how Craig used to play college ball and then how he was in the Iowa shrine bowl back in the day. And yeah, Kurt Warner was quarterback and, Oh my gosh! Yeah, their little water they were having. There wasn't a dry dry in the house. Well, I bet not. Was Craig was the center too, wasn't he? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So That's pretty sweet. Warner. So it was. Yeah. So thank you to ESPN and ABC for doing all that. That was that that was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I I just caught the tail end of it when I was watching, and then you you showed me it on your phone and the rest of it, and it was a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, I was um I was joking with Clay though yesterday at Christmas that uh I probably should have left earlier because as soon as I left I left the watch party at halftime and they were down what eleven to nothing they actually started scoring yeah. at least after I left so I was probably the bad luck charm. I know you're uh, you're superstitious like that. I am. I'm very superstitious like that. Not I'm not at all. Never good for you. Good good for you, Cody. I'm I'm proud of you for that. Oh, thank you. I, I love watching people's superstitions, though. They're they're fun. like my my brother is. He was um, telling me that the reason that the Lions lost, uh, uh, what weekend was it? Whatever weekend uh, they played the Bears, the second time they they played the Bears, it was because he wasn't holding a football. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm not that quite superstitious. Mine's more just. Like if I have a jersey that start like I keep wearing that they that they only win in or that like the Clay Matthews jersey that I have where both time like every time Rogers broke his collarbone or when he broke his leg I was wearing that jersey so uh, that jersey's never been worn again. Um, you weren't wearing it for the fourth play of this season by any chance? No, I was wearing I was wearing actually my Rogers jersey when that happened. So that. Oh, but now Dad was wearing his black Rogers jersey. Maybe it's just some with a black jersey. I don't. I don't know. It could be. Um, that was. Yeah, that, that was, was an awful moment. But that's kind of funny. Not. Yeah. Not that I ever wish an injury on anybody, other than like maybe Vontez Perfect. Yeah, he kind of. He's a bad dude. Which there was. He did get knocked out by the crotch of uh, of elite Joe Flacco. I can respect that. Yeah. Catland, Catman showed me that video and Oh my gosh. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, well uh, I, I want to talk about Flacco after a bit. Um he, he's part yeah, of we, my little discussion here. You you I, I was meant that was talking to you before before we started recording, so I'll I'll get there. Um so going back to college football, on New Year's Day on Monday, um you know, one the game where people actually won't opt out of is the both yeah. college football playoff games. Um, now, Christian, you know, our one of our loyal listeners, he was wondering who we got, basically. I mean, for me, I can't root against Texas. Like, one, I think that's going to be the the game to watch of the two. It's, I mean, it's going to be my favorite game of the two, but obviously, as a Texas fan, and you can turn that up. Uh, Horns down. I think that's going to be a very fun game to watch, though, because I think it's going to be more high scoring, but it's also going to be a pretty brutal game in the trenches because they both have very good lines, um, offensively and defensively. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm pulling for Washington. Michael Penix 
Washington's quarterback went to Indiana. I love Indiana. <laughs> I'm big Mike. I've been a big Mike Penix guy from his like first time they walked on campus at IU. So I associate him. If if he if Washington wins a title, Indiana's going to claim like one tenth of this title. Um, the the greatest thing he ever did though was leaving Indiana. Okay, you're not wrong because I used him to protect him to save his life. Um, no, they they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Cody. I know, I know, I know. We're bad. Don't don't you worry. Um, but I mean, what I'm excited to see. So, like, you're excited for the trenches. I just want to see who on Texas can cover uh, Washington's best wide receiver, Roma Dunze, who I really hope that I know the Packers don't need a wideout, so we probably won't draft one anyway. But if we ever did, that's the one guy I want. I don't want Marvin Marvin. No. I want him. I want Rome. You want him over Marvin? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, for that... those listening at home, I'm also the guy who I Justin Jefferson was the one wide receiver I desperately wanted the Packers to get in the year that they drafted Jordan Love. Like that was over CD Lamb or over Jerry Judy, over Henry Ruggs, wherever the heck he's at now, and then uh over Jalen Rager. So just just saying he like Jefferson was the fifth wide receiver and that's the only one I wanted from that draft class. Yeah. I I mean there's there was a very good wide receiving core you just just said, but yeah. Ju- Justin Jefferson is by far the best of them. But I, I don't know. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best uh wide receivers we're gonna have seen coming out of like coming out of college right away. I think he's just gonna be a star. Um don't get me wrong, I, I don't think that he's the only one, but I don't know if there's gonna be any better than him. Yeah, I can I can understand I can understand that. I always like to go I also like to go against the grain on many things. So Um I mean there was a you know like the when OBJ came out, he was the number one. And I would like to say that like Jarvis Dolphins took Jarvis Landry that year. And he, he was as good, maybe not as well known, but, but he did, he was the crazy one handed catch that OBJ did that OBJ got like, just put on a pedestal for But that. That is what made OBJ's career. If he doesn't make that, I think they have a very similar career. I don't know if uh, – because, like, Jarvis Landry kind of – I don't know. He's fallen off and, like, nobody signed him now. Yeah. But I don't know if – OBJ isn't really doing a lot now for the Ravens either. He's kind of a three or four. Yeah. Yeah, because Zay Flowers is by far and away their true number one. Yeah, Zay Flowers is a stud. Yes. Um. But, but yeah, so obviously – so you're pulling for Texas – I'm pulling for Washington. I think we can both agree, though. Whoever we're going to pull for, whoever wins that game, over the other game. Yes, one hundred percent. The Alabama and and Michigan game is too. Um, well, Nick Saban is the devil. Uh, I I have not liked Nick Saban since he left the Dolphins. I I didn't like him at LSU before that. I didn't like him at my. I mean, I liked him at Miami because he was their head coach. But as soon as he left them, he became the spawn of Satan. And and then him hurting Colt McCoy in the national championship really just cemented my hatred for him. I know that he didn't technically hurt him, but he was the coach yeah. of the team that hurt him, and I hope he rots. 
Hey, you might get, hey, you might get a chance. You're not going to, but you might get a chance at payback. I, I don't know. I, I would, I don't know who I want to face of those two teams. I think that's going to be a very interesting game either way. Uh, you, you, we haven't seen them. One, you don't see Alabama hasn't played that many good teams this year. Mm-mm. Just, I mean, just Georgia. If you want to say, it, if you want to say that, but that's Georgia and Texas. Texas, yeah, how they lost. Fantastic, very good. Yeah, we were. I was watching that at a. I was watching that on a phone at a stained concert. So nice. We were watching that in the bars in Manhattan, Kansas, that weekend. Right. So, what were you doing in a bar? Eating and watching football. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So, Cody, I think we're gonna both disagree, or we're gonna disagree with both of or each other's picks here because I want both teams to lose, but since that game physically happened, um, Oh, I'm going to think of pay me to say, I'm going to say roll tide. I kind of threw up a little bit in my mouth there. Um, you know, my hatred for Jim Harbaugh. It's I bad. do know. I, I am rooting for Michigan in that game. One, just because I want to have, it'd be kind of cool for me to have a, um, have that competition with my brother too. Just the, the smack talking that would happen if a Michigan, Texas, uh, okay. I think the really funny thing is that Michigan and Texas are playing each other in the regular season next year. Ooh, so we get a little – well, I mean, it won't be a regular season title rematch anyway, but it, it'll be a fun matchup. It, it's going to be a title title matchup. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I, the only thing – I mean, Michigan's defense is good. Their offense has started to struggle a little bit. I mean, Iowa – I mean, Iowa's defense is good anyway, but Iowa kept the clamps on them for the most part. And I feel like Alabama's hot. Like, you don't want to play a dangerous Nick Saban team right now. That's, that's true. There's There's been a long – there's always a long cooling off period after after their championship game to the college playoff. It's, it's a long wait. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I mean, it's it's just it's so hard to bet against Nick Saban because he's just he's him. I mean, in, in regards to like the college football coaching hierarchy, he's like he's yeah. number one. He's on the top of the pyramid, and then it's everybody else down down below. Yeah, he, him, and he's the Bill Belichick of. I mean, like it's just of college. Yeah. Well, that's why again when when David Pollock made that uh, statement on after the natty last year saying that George, like nobody fears Alabama now, or in that George is like the top dog. It's like, yeah, don't that's, no, You, poke, you that's poke the bear. That's bulletin board material that you just gave to Alabama. And yeah, especially since Saban was sitting right next to him when he said it. Yeah. That was probably not the smartest move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm new year's day is always a fun day. I mean, just for all the football you get, whether and I go I, again, like I said earlier, it's it's hard when all these teen guys are opting out and stuff, but it's still it's fun. It's still fun to watch. At least on New Year's Day, it's when it's what it's for. Well, it is cool because sometimes you see a guy like I don't know Iowa's quarterback last year have the best quarterback game we had all season. Yeah, and then never heard from Joey Labus ever again. Well, until he entered the transfer portal. That's true. Well, and I, I guess I will say, um, what was it, two years ago when Ohio State was playing, I think it was two years ago, Ohio State was playing Utah in the uh, Rose Bowl, and Ohio State's top three wideouts all 
um, skip the Rose Bowl, which is weird to say. I don't know how you would ever skip the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, yeah. And I think especially the, as a Big Ten team. Yeah, and I think one of them might have been Garrett Wilson. I could be wrong on that, so don't don't call okay. me that. But that's when Jackson Smith and Jigba just announced themselves to the world. And I think he had like almost three hundred receiving yards. He had like three buddies. Wow. He like he couldn't be stopped. It was nuts. And again, he was wide receiver number four on that team. <sighs> wow. Like I, yeah, that's kind of that's how you know you're you're kind of good. I mean, I guess Ohio State can be wide receiver you, so maybe that does about especially now with Harrison and stuff too. Yeah. As much as it pains you to say that, like it's or me or you or yeah, I mean, like I was tied in you. I was tied in you. I think Texas is kicker you. Yeah, honestly. I mean, it's just it, it's they used they used to be CBU, but yeah, I think that's LSU now. I think I think LSU is basically they call themselves DBU, which good for them. Oh, DBU, yeah. yeah, I mean, good for them. They can use acronyms. I'm proud of them. <laughs> hatred. Um, so, Cody, do you want to talk about football? I thought you'd never ask. Okay, so where do you want to start? Because this was an this this was an interesting weekend in the National Football League. Well, let's start with Thursday night. Yeah, the was it Saints at the Rams? Do Do, do you have football on in the background? I just heard. Um, no. I mean, I have it on my no. TV, but it's it's muted right now. Oh. Okay. Oh, it might be on my phone. Oh, way to way to go, way to go, Cody. By the Crazy. Way, for all those wondering, now this will be over by the time this podcast has been released. But Kansas is up twenty-eight to seven on UNLV right now in the second quarter. So for all you bull maniacs out there, that's where we're at. Um, but yeah, so who wants it? Cody, is there any team that you think wants to play the Rams right now for how hot they've been? May, uh, I've heard I've heard some Lions fans talking about how they want that game, just because they want to see. Well, they want to see it in the playoffs. Just can you imagine? They want to see the Rams at at Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine Stafford like? Right, the Lions get to host their first playoff game, and they get to welcome Matt Stafford back. That that would be kind of a crazy story. That's you know the scripting of the NFL. I know we really got to get our hands on that, right? I saw some more. I'll bring out some more signs of it uh, that I heard of later in this episode. Okay, okay, but yeah, but, I mean Stafford's playing good ball. Aaron Donald is well. He's Aaron Donald. He's still Aaron Donald. I think is it Kyron Williams, the Rams running back? Like they're starting to actually establish a ground game, which is weird. Like, they've they've got that... oh, go ahead. Two legit wide receivers. Yeah, and Cooper Cup, Pakua Nakua, or whatever, has yeah. been pretty good, along with Cooper Cup. The the only thing with the Rams, and it's kind of like been my bugaboo on the Ravens, except now last night they kind of squashed all this, but they. Like, they had a chance to bury uh, the Commanders last week, or two weeks ago, and then they had a chance to bury the Saints, and they just couldn't put that final nail in the coffin. Right. Like, they, they kept them in it. The whole, it, it ended up being a one-score game. They won yeah. to a terrible – like, Derek Carr has been – I thought he was going to have a pretty good year, honestly. They're going to need to move on. 
Um, yeah, they need. I, I like. I keep saying that just get just give Jameis a shot. I mean, at least for us fans. I mean, if it's gonna go bad, we at least can get some entertainment in in that. Winston always was fun to watch. Yeah. Again, when you have a thirty thirty season and we're not and we're talking about touchdowns and picks, that's when you know yeah. it's legit. Um. So now, as we move to Saturdays, yeah, I think it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturdays games. Yeah. Um, the Bengals at Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph. Rudolph went off. I mean, George Pickens had a great fantasy game that was on my bench, so that was that was good. Nice. I still won, but. Not that anybody cares, but um, yeah, I got fifth in my league, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm at the bottom, so I don't even want to talk about that. But I mean, Pickens a week after getting like, and rightfully so, um, criticized because of his lack of effort against what was it, Indy? Um, yeah, yeah, he responded in a big way. I mean, having two like eight, like seventy plus yard touchdowns, not not bad. Good game. Yeah, one the one was eighty six yards or something like that, and I don't remember what yeah. the other. And then he had another big catch right before halftime where he somehow got both feet down in bounds. And yeah, it was it was one of those games where yeah, Jake Browning looked like how you expect a backup for quarterback to look. Yeah, he, he came back down to earth um after yeah. becoming like the highlight reel that he was for two or three games and then teams yeah. figured him out or he had a bad game, I don't know. I mean, Cody, I guess maybe we should have figured to pick Mason Rudolph being that it was Christmas last week. That's true. Never thought about it. Yeah, and I mean, again, Mike Tomlin, it's all he does. He just wins as a coach. That's all he does. He finds ways to win. It's not going to be pretty, but that's what he does. Yeah. I mean, what is their record right now? Are they? Eight and seven, I believe. So to keep their streak alive, they need to either beat Seattle or beat Baltimore. Hopefully beat Seattle. For my sake, beat Seattle. I I am okay with winning both of them for him. I okay, Paul. That's fine too. I'm fine with that. Um, then the Bills and the Chargers. We almost had a pitchy, pitchy woo woo that worked. We were so close. It was very close. It was one block, one miss, one missed block away from. I know. I, I mean, all the way. They, they had it set up perfectly. Eckler threw the um pat the pass back to the wide receiver. I don't I can't remember what the wide receiver team was, but mm-hmm. yeah, they had, they had the wall set up in alignment. They had a four on two to block and they couldn't block one. Yeah, it was bad. That's the bill, the bill won it 24, 22 in a game that was ugly. Did, what did they have? Three turnovers Four. yep. 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 Three turnovers. Um, <laughs> it was just, I don't know. It, it, it's why it's that's part of the reason why you can't believe in the Bills, but yet the fact that they came back and won, it's like why you still got to believe in them. Yeah, they're they're so hard to like predict because they beat the crap out of the Cowboys last week. Yep. And then this week they come and barely beat the Chargers that don't have their number one receiver, their number one quarterback. They're missing. I mean, they're missing a plethora of players. Yeah, it's. But I don't know. I'm apparently they're still. I'm. I still wouldn't want to play them right now. I mean, they're scheduled to play Kansas City in the first round of the playoffs. Right. It's just. It's stupid. Man, I was so mad that the pitch pitchy woo woo didn't work though. Shout out to Scott Van Pelt. But uh, we were so close. Is that what? Is that what he called it? Yeah. Yeah. During his uh, bad beat segment. Yeah. Like okay. when, 
Yeah, when the um, team that's the underdog tries to run the pitchy or pitchy pitchy woo woo, and the woo woo is when we get the backdoor cover when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, mo- so moving on to Sunday, how in the heck did the Colts get beat down by uh, Taylor Heineke in Atlanta? I don't know, but I think do, I have the have the Falcons cinch that di- this um, division yet. No, because Tampa's with winning. a seven and eight record. No, oh, that's right, Tampa. Yeah, yeah Tampa's gonna win that division, aren't they? Yeah, or yeah, they we'll, should. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on Baker in a little bit because that's we'll true. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Babe, believe it or not, it helps when you throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. I don't know if you knew that or not. Did they did they actually use that other um uh what use Bijan? I don't know how much yeah but it looks like oh, he, it says twelve carries for seventy two yards and he had seven receptions for fifty yards so huh it's amazing what happens when you get your best players the ball who would ever guess yeah. shocking yeah I mean too bad too bad uh, Anna Agar didn't have any video this week. I know. Uh the holiday season it just it backs up everything. It does. Um so Green Bay, so my Packers needed Atlanta to lose at least one game. They didn't lose that one. They also needed Seattle to lose one game. And Ryan Tannehill couldn't they well, they guess he let a game winning drive, but yet the defense couldn't keep DK Metcalf out of the end zone. Yeah, you see the Seahawks won twenty to seventeen. Yeah. Um, I mean, Seattle just keeps finding ways to win, regardless of who's their quarterback. It, I don't know. I I hate Pete Carroll with a passion, but you got to give him credit. They just they just find ways to win. He's he's a very energetic 72-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. I'll take whatever special stuff he's having when I get that age. Right. Um, but now, about Tennessee... They do they ship Derrick Henry off after this year? Try to get something for him and just tear it all down. I was pretty sure they were going to do that this year. Like I, I thought that the trade deadline he was going to be gone. Which and I don't know maybe maybe their asking price was just so high that they couldn't, or that teams didn't want to bite. But or yeah. or the fact that I mean he's got a lot of miles on him. He's he's getting up there in the running back age. I mean, he's in that 30 mark and he's, it's not like he's a young 30. He's, he's, he was ridden hard in high school. He was ridden hard in college and he has been to show pony in, in the NFL. So it's time for him. I think he's earned his time as like a situational back. Yeah, kind of like AP was kind of later in his career. Yeah. But I don't know. He's also he just, a guy that should have hung it up way before he did. Yeah. But maybe he's going to keep being like AP and just run until he can't run no more. Or for like Frank Gore. Yeah. Frank Gore is a different story. Man, then I think he just wanted to be in the league still when his grandkids were playing. I, I thought he was going for great grandkids, maybe. It seemed like it. Um. Okay, so speaking of Adrian Peterson. Oh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. So, you know, Austin, my brother. Um, Andy's brother, Austin. Yes, yes. He was very disappointed during our pick segment that we didn't talk about the Vikings at all last week. We basically just said, oh, Detroit's going to win. Austin, this is why we're we're right about Minnesota. 
Because <laughs> you have I, Nick Mullins. I will give credit to the fact that they stayed in that game, but that's also more of a the, – the Lions dominated that game. They just never put them away. Yeah. That's still why I don't trust Jared Goff at all. Um, but, yeah, it, if, I mean, if you're the Vikings at this point, you just you can't start Mullins anymore. I say you just go with Jaron Hall and then you just go from there. I mean, what do you got to lose at this point? Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, there's – but you could have said the same thing about Dobbs. I mean, when you just get to this point in the season where it, nothing's work, no no quarterback's working, you're not going to figure anything out. You just – Hope and yeah. pray that you don't yeah. look too bad. Well, and I mean, and the Vikings—they suffered a lot, a lot of injuries on uh, on Sunday. TJ Hawkinson's out for the year with the torn ACL yeah. and MCL. That sucks. One of their better linebackers, DJ Wanham, he's out for the year with I think a torn quad, maybe. Um, Jordan Addison—I don't know exactly what his injury was, but their rookie wide receiver might be out this weekend against the Packers. So, I mean, at least injury-wise, Green Bay's looking pretty good for the New Year's Eve matchup. Um, <laughs> but... You still um, have uh, Joe Barry as your D coordinator, so... Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll just jump into my game quick because I just want to rip the Band-Aid off and never talk about it ever again. Um, when you give up 30 points to Carolina, who have, in the last month, I think scored a combined 30 points, that ain't, that's not good. That's not good. That's not a good start. No. And I mean, Bryce Young, he, he he didn't play bad. I mean, like the some of the throws that he had to make late in the game, he uh, he was threading the needle, which looked good. Um, he, he looked like there was a reason that they made him the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, and also, newsflash for Matt Lafleur out there: good stuff happens when you give Aaron Jones the ball. You should keep keep, keep doing it. It just, especially when you're down a bunch of weapons, it just helps. Um, also Jordan Love, he's a guy. He's the, he's that, I like him. He's that guy. He's like, yeah. He, he, every week he's showing more and more that he is the future of that franchise. Like we're getting to the point now, at least for me, that's like, anytime we're on the field, I expect us to score. Like, like we're kind of getting to that point where it's like, you're not kind of praying and hoping, okay, maybe we can get something going or may, or maybe he won't miss a couple throws around. It's like, okay, yeah, he's going to make a couple big time throws. We're going to run the ball down and we're going to score. It's where I'm, I'm kind of getting to that point. And I don't know if that's arrogance on my part or what, but it's just, I mean, probably a little bit, but that's also because you've had 30 years of quarterbacks that have done that. So yeah, you, and you're seeing flashes of this guy doing the same thing. So like, I'm sure there's some arrogance in that, but at the same time, there's a reason for it. And he, I, I see that he's developing into a good quarterback very quickly. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, almost like everybody doesn't have to be the greatest after one freaking season that they can, that it takes some time to develop some players and maybe as a quarterback, giving them time to learn the system, to learn what's going on around them to get up to game speed is a good thing. Oh, that's a, huh, that's interesting. Nah, nah, I don't think that's it. I, th- I think you got to start right away, no. but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been happy of late and I mean, he's doing it without Christian Watson, their number one wide out Aaron Jones, their number one running back has been hurt for most of the year. David Bakhtiari, the 
all pro left tackle has been out all but one game where he flipped off all the Bears fans. Um, <laughs> it's, and I will say uh, Tucker Craft, who is currently the Packers number one tight end with Musgrave out, um, he might be breaking the third round curse that the pack that Brian Gutekunst has had since he became the GM because every third round pick they have sucks. Like I think awesome. none of them are on, there's only two on the roster and it's the last two pick last two third round picks that they made. Okay. Um, also, Tucker Crab might be losing children like every week because he tries to hurdle a guy and I think he keeps getting hit in the nuts every week. <laughs> uh, Alec Engel did the same thing this week. Respect to the fullbacks. I love a fullback. God dang. I know. I think we all do. I think the listeners of this podcast do, will will learn to as well. The ones that don't know enough will eventually learn that there's the greatest position in the NFL. Unsung heroes. Um, now, Cody, because I, 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 as much as I would love to rag about Joe Barry on and on and on, um, how did the Jets hang 27? What was it? Yeah, they were up 27 early on Washington. How they almost give that game away? Or they're up because they jetted it, but in reality, it's almost more of a Jets thing to have won that game at this point. That is true. That is true. That has kind of been their mo this year. Like, oh, there's nothing for us to play for. Let's let's win this game. I mean, maybe to keep Robert Sala as their head coach. I don't know. They the Commanders um looked awful and then stormed back just to blow it. Yeah, well, they benched Sam Howell. Finally, yeah, I saw that. And I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a serviceable backup. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, I need the Jets to keep losing games. I need that second round pick to be, be like in the single digits. We need, we need a top five second round pick here. <laughs> I mean, like, I think Bryce Hall won that game for him. Bryce, I mean, he had. Yeah, I think he like, had. Almost 200 yards of offense by himself. Let's yeah, see. He's he's, he's kind of good. Like, and, and along the same line, I mean, Iowa State has been pounding out running backs left and right. Like, they have they have a good little farm system there in Ames. So, so hey, yeah, that... actually said something nice about Iowa State. It may never happen again, but I actually said something <laughs> nice. Well, do you want to talk about some more Iowa State and a player from there that uh... – Probably just lost his MVP uh, case. Yeah, we'll jump. Yeah, we're yeah we'll jump down to we'll, um, we'll jump around. Just yeah, which was arguably a Super Bowl preview potentially, and um, yeah. Then um, Brocktober ended and it ended hard. Yeah, Brock Purdy for you, those who don't know, threw four interceptions in their thirty-three to nineteen loss to the Baltimore Ravens last night on on Monday Night Football, and uh, it was not pretty. No, no. No, like, not all picks are the quarterback's fault. Sometimes things happen, Mm -hmm. but that's – you're going to get blamed for him as the quarterback no matter what, and one, if not two of them, were blatantly his fault. The the first one was a really bad read in the the end zone that his guy had very little chance of getting – yeah, it's like he tried to be like Brett Favre and just thread the needle like in between two guys, and it's like he just he doesn't have the arm power to be able to be able to do that. Yeah, he's a he's a quarterback that relies on his brains more than his arm. Like he's he's yep. got a he's got a good enough arm. He doesn't have a great arm. Yeah, he just he relies so much on timing, and that's basically what this Kyle Shanahan offense is. It's just timing, yeah, timing, that's, timing. 
that's what Miami is too. Like yeah. that's what Tua Tua does is his timing. But you know, Tua's I, pocket presence and ability to thread the needle is a little bit uh, different. Like yeah. he's he's got elite needle like yeah, ball and, placement yeah. is is yep. incredible. Now I will but, say before we give credit to the Ravens here, um I don't know why the Niners had to throw the ball 46 times. I know part of it was they just started throwing late, throwing it a bunch late because they were um, down. But when you have an MVP on your team in Christian McCaffrey, who I dogged earlier in this podcast, just give him the ball. Like, just run the ball. Right. It, it was working. It's how they scored their touchdown right before half is they ran the ball, and they ran it well. And, but, and then they went away from it. Well, and that's like Kyle Shanahan. That's been Shanahan's MO, like in these big games is that with the exception of the NFC playoff games against the Vikings and the Packers in, what was it, 2019, where Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball 18 total times. He just, when they get the lead or even when stuff's working, he doesn't like the state running the football. And I don't know why. It's his MO. I I, I hate to say this, but it that's an MO of his whole coaching tree because yeah. LaFlorida does it and McDaniel does it. Like I love both guys. We love all three of those guys. We love the, yep. uh, McVay also will yep. all guys that came from the Shanahan coaching tree and they all abandon the run, even though that's their bread and butter. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. And especially when your quarterback's struggling, like if, like after the first first pick, I can kind of understand, but after the second pick, it's like okay, just keep running the ball, and then you can get Purdy back in a rhythm. Like just give him some yeah, and, and, easy stuff. And then the nice thing about when you're running the ball well is you open up the play action. Well, they never did that because they just kept passing. So the, yeah, well, and it didn't. People were teeing off on him. It didn't help Purdy that I mean Debo Samuel couldn't catch anything he was having a rough rough night yeah he had two or three definitely that hit him like square in the hands that did not end up going anywhere which was very off character yeah and i mean george kittle had a big game i think at one point him and mccaffrey had combined for over 200 yards like in the first half i want to say it was the first half maybe it was the set maybe it was late or early second half but like that that's what was working and they just well they went away from it yeah Sad. Kudos to Baltimore. Their defense is nasty. It's really freaking good. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about this week's game for the Dolphins. Well, I mean, Baltimore has speed. Like they, I mean, not quite like Tyreek Hill speed, obviously, but they have speed that they can match up with a fast team like Miami. But then they also have speed and strength that can hit a hit you in the mouth like San Francisco. Yes, they are a very well built team. Um, I was kind of hoping that once Ozzie Newsom was not their uh, GM, that they would kind of falter a little bit. But so far, they're still doing good. Like, um, I don't know if I'm going out there. I mean, because I know the Packers have history, but could you say they're like maybe the AFC's version of the Packers? I mean, or you could say Pittsburgh's probably like that too. But it's just where they're just they have a standard, and they're just going to keep sticking with that. Like, yeah, even they, even they have a culture. If when they went to Lamar Jackson as their quarterback, that was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and I believe they made the playoffs that year. Like, yep, they did. He he faltered big time in the playoffs, but like their rebuild 
is different than most teams. Like Miami, when they rebuilt, they won like five. I don't remember how it was a really bad season. Like it was five or six wins, and that was wins that they shouldn't have gotten at the end of the season anyway. Yeah. Well, and like, so, and I'll kind of go off that point. Like, Green Bay is supposed to be quote unquote rebuilding this year with Love and all the first and second year players, and they won seven games. Like, yeah. Not, um, and then like, they, this Martin, rebuild is better than when um, Rogers came in. I, I'd yeah. say to, to start. Yep, we've won one more game so far. So I don't know if that breaks the cycle though of all the weird stuff that's happened between Rogers and Love, but, um, but now like. I'd say Lamar's playing at MVP level right now. I don't think he's the MVP, but my gosh, that dude's good. He's he is very fun. good. He like you okay, what when you say that you don't think he's the MVP, is like you don't think he should be the MVP because I think both of us agree he in all likelihood is gonna become it. Yeah, as long as if Baltimore beats Miami and then beats Pittsburgh, yeah, it's his it's his award. Unless yeah, it's it's, it, it's his to lose right now. Unless if Josh Allen plays like at a god mode, basically these last two weeks, like if they, I can't remember who they play this week, but then if they beat Miami, uh, New England, and then Miami, okay. So if they if they play if if they win handily, he plays insane, and if they vault up to the two seed, I mean, I could see him getting the MVP. He is leading the league in touchdowns, which is nuts. Yeah, he's also leading the league in, uh, not leading the league, but. The the only thing I've seen against him on that is his turnovers. He's got a lot yeah. of turnovers. That's true. That is very true. Um, but now hey, I will say one thing about Baltimore too. Man, their offensive line did a good job against San Francisco's front four. Like very Nick good. Bosa's name was barely heard. Chase Young was only heard because I think he whiffed on Lamar a couple times. Yeah, they're they last night they kind of put their stamp of like, okay, I think we're one of the best like two three teams in the league. Like a definitive Ooh, stamp. Yeah. Um, I saw a beat writer or maybe it was to his personal trainer or something um, tweeted out something like, I hope that uh, the Dolphins are dropping off a couple of jackrabbits in the backfield for the for the defensive ends to, to chase down just to get ready yeah. for Lamar. Like the guy is impossible to bring down. Well, and basically the only thing that you can try to do is maybe just as D lineman, don't actually rush. You're just basically stand there and kind of contain. Don't let him get outside. I mean, that's basically yeah. I think, the only thing you can do. And then just pray, just pray. It, you're going to have to force him to beat you with his arm, which he can. Yep. Well, and, I mean, him and Tua got into that duel uh, last year where, what was it? What was the final score of that? Like forty two thirty five or something like that. Something, something thirty six. Uh, yeah, some insane. It was. I know Tua had six touchdown passes. Yeah, like that was that was a really crazy game, and Miami came back in that game, right? They came back big. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun game. game. I still don't understand how that game is at noon in the Packers Vikings Sunday night. But... I thought for sure that was getting flexed, but I'm okay with it. Not. Yeah. Nope, nope, I understand. I'm actually happy with that, too, that they're at least at different times so that I can watch that one. Like, yeah. Just from my personal standpoint. Um, so, going... Ah, well, well, I want to keep going in reverse order here because we're, we're going to knock out some of the Christmas games before I get to my last game that I want to talk about. Um, what's going on with Philadelphia? Like, they almost got beat by Tyrod Taylor. 
Yeah, they didn't look good. Like they won it and they got back in their winning streak, but like or winning ways. But I was told that it's not a streak until it's three games, and it's the third game is when you can start counting it. I, something stupid along that line. But um, yeah, I don't agree with that statement either. So the, the Giants should have been. I mean, I know division games are always tough, but yeah. the Giants aren't good, and the Eagles are supposed to be top two, top three team in the NFL, and they struggled, and I'm just it was bad. Sad. They won. Sad. I didn't get my Boston Scott touchdown. That 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 edge. Oh yeah. A lot. You you I did say that one was happening. I know. Well, that's because it, it's almost one of the guarantees in life. He has 20 total touchdowns in his NFL career. 11 of them have happened against the Giants. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just still, some doesn't look 100% right with Hurts. Philly's offense looks like a mess. Like there's just yeah. no, there's no flow at all. It's it's almost like they they're trying to get too in, in they're trying to get too too deep or like. They're trying to make big plays when they're not taking the stuff that's easy sometimes. What they need to do, and it's what we were just harping on all of our two coaches, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, they just need to keep running the ball. Like, right. That's their bread and butter. And it doesn't have to be Jalen Hurts quarterback runs. Just give no, it to DeAndre Swift. Swift. DeAndre Swift is a very good running back that they're not giving the ball to as often as they should. And maybe they're just trying to save him for the postseason. It honestly could happen. It's probably not, but you never know. Um, like Kenneth Blackwell or Gainwell, sorry, Kenneth Gainwell, their backup, very good backup as well. Boston Scott's a good three. It's like they have serviceable backs who they can put in. It's just, I don't know. Teams just, they all become pass happy at times. And it, yeah. it makes no sense. They try to get um, too cute. It's being a team that tries to get too cute and really should just stick to running the ball now. How in the heck did the Chiefs lose a game where Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass after the first quarter? Um. Well, Part of it is the Chiefs don't have a wide receiver. Like, the receivers are awful. Yeah, it's bad. I know that, but, like, at the same time, the way they talk about Mahomes, and we're, we're both high on Mahomes. Like, yep. we're not going to pretend we're not. He should be elevating these players better than more than he is. There's something, there's something going on there that is not – they're relying too much on Kelsey, and Kelsey is – not playing at his normal standard. Well, do you remember what we talked about last year? I think it was after he hurt his ankle that sometimes he plays bet. He actually plays better when he has to play within the oh. structure of the offense. I don't think it's sometimes. I think it's always, he has always yeah. looked better injured as, as, as weird as that is to say, if he, if he takes away his like Superman cape and just tries to play football, yeah. he is unbeatable. Yeah, until he absolutely needs to put on the cape, like when he ran in the suit, had that big run in the Super Bowl last year. It just yeah. like because I saw many times, you see many times with him of late where he'll have a totally clean pocket and bail after two seconds because he wants to try to put on the cape, basically. Yeah, he tries to do tries to get too cute, and it it doesn't work. Yeah, with, and, they're going to have to go big at wide receiver this off season, like. I mean, they had a chance at DeAndre Hopkins. They had, they had yeah. a chance. I'd be taking another. I'd be taking another swing at him, or or I have, I have something. I know he, for you. I don't. Oh, go go ahead because I don't think I don't. I don't think they would. <laughs> and this team would dare 
pull the trigger on this trade, but go ahead. Devontae Adams? No, I was not going to go there, actually. He um, would have been I – don't, I don't see them trading him to a team within their division like that, but they so, should. So I have two. One I just thought of might end up being a free agent in Keenan Allen because the Chargers are running out of cap space. They got to cut people. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The other one is a long shot, and this would only happen if he's not happy in Minnesota. Would they pull the pit if they could somehow pull a trigger on a Justin Jefferson trade? I don't think they have the money to do that at all. I don't think so either, but it's just it's um, interesting, interesting theory to think about. The um, the things I've heard though are like Jefferson wants to stay with Cousins. Yeah, see, that's what I've heard too. But if they don't keep Kirko chains, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. Could get like a, yeah. I don't know where Kirk goes. I still say back to Washington because it'd be funny if everything went full circle. But I know that would be that would be great. Um, you know what's also great? The Broncos losing and the Patriots hurting their uh, draft position in the process. Yeah, that's pretty good to me. The Patriots getting that win. I hope the Patriots build on that and get another win next week. Like. I wonder, do you think Belichick's more just, he knows he's going to be out. So he's kind of, kind of like people were saying what Lovey Smith did last year at the end of Houston or at, at the end of the year. Oh. Houston. Maybe he's just trying to win her to hurt the draft stock as he goes up, as he's going to be heading out the door. Why not? Which I mean, for Houston, and it worked out great because they got CJ Stroud, but. Yeah. And your, your players aren't going to be no, no player in the NFL, like, or le- legitimate player is going to be up for tanking. Yeah, it's they're not their their players are gonna they're out for their careers their their livelihoods like they're gonna want to try to play football as best to their ability for the most part other than you know a few players here and there like some wide receivers that won't block or yeah 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 um I will say shout out to I can't remember what New England's kicker's name is though I think he's a rookie but he missed two an extra point like that doinked off the upright really loudly and then he. Like missed a field goal that I think missed on the other side of the net, um, and then he come back to drill a fifty plus yarder right down Broadway to win the game. Yeah, um, that's and then, beautiful. And then for some reason, Denver tried to run a hail mary from the twenty five, like a legit hail mary, and I think Russ only got it to the other twenty five. Okay, that's yeah, that's just stupid. You know what? What works against the Patriots? What miracle plays? Ah, so I saw one happen in Miami that yeah, I like, I like it. Gronk didn't have the angle. No, he did not. Um, but no, I was really hoping for pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. Even Rich Eisen gave it a little shout-out on the broadcast for the NFL Network that night. and it, okay. no, There was no woo-woo at all. I was a little disappointed. That's that's too bad. Um, so, Cody, did you watch or hear about any of the Bears-Cardinals game? Because I really know nothing about that. I think Fields played all right, but that's about all. that's about all I got. I know that the Bears won it. I yeah. yeah, I paid no attention to that one. Yeah. Um sorry Bears fans. They're just they're I'm sorry. Hey, say that again. I'm sorry, Bear fan. Uh yes, yes, fan. No, 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 no. We got at least four. They talk about, do we? Talk about gotta talk about Ditka. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mike uh, Ditka. Um and then so two more Buccaneers before we get to your, 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 your game will be last. So okay. yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence is broken. He's like, yeah, really there's broken. something, there's something bad. It's not, and Baker might 
be healed. Yeah, and he's going to be getting a contract extension, it sounds like. I mean, good for him. I mean, you yeah. and I are both been Baker guys. I mean. Yeah, he, he, I've always liked him. Um, just playing for the Browns can be detrimental to your career at sometimes. I mean. Yeah. but Except yeah, I mean, for right now. I mean, Baker's playing well. The Jags might miss the playoffs. It's uh, it's just weird. It's a very weird year. I mean, heck, two weeks, what, three weeks ago, the Jags were in the one seed in the AFC? Yeah. 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 Now yeah, now they're in trouble. They might not make the playoffs. Like, crazy. I was kind of like, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been, I was on that, like, oh, God, are the Dolphins going to do that? Yeah. I was not going to believe in the Dolphins making the playoffs until it was 100%. They are 100% in the playoffs now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, it, I'm, I am happy for you in that regard. It is, it is a good feeling. It's great. Especially, I think this is the earliest that the Dolphins have been in the playoffs for sure. Like in, since like 92, I thought as I, what I read. Dang. Just wait till it becomes a regular feeling where you're just expecting oh. it year after year after year. There, there was a, the Dolphins had like a five year stretch where they went playoffs every year. Like that was end of Dan Marino's career. And that was, I remember like towards the end of that, I was very, much getting into football and that was like, Oh yeah, of course the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Now it's Holy sh! I can, I can still remember watching the Dolphins beat the bills. And I think it was in 2016 to go to the playoffs. Like, or to, and it, I almost woke up a niece at my Christmas party nice. or maybe it was New Year's. I don't remember, but it was, there was a party that we were having and my sister-in-law I think was ready to kill me because of my screaming. So nice. I'm proud of you. I, I am. Proud <laughs> of you. Um, okay. So the last game before we get into the Cowboys and Dolphins, the Browns at Houston, Joe Flacco. He's, he's an elite playoff quarterback. They're playing like they're in the playoffs too. Like, you don't think it's only at the one seed. I think. At least I, I or last I saw, I saw it. Oh, go ahead. I think Baltimore winning took that out. Dang it. I was really hoping that not was not true. I think, I think the number one seed can only be Miami or Baltimore at this point. Okay. Um, because I, I knew if there was a chance if Baltimore lost, I don't know, maybe they would have had to lose out. And then if Miami lost to Buffalo, yeah, the, the AFC could have ran through Cleveland and Joe that Flacco. would have been really cool, other than the Dolphins losing part. Just Cleveland has nothing to ever like talk brag about other than basketball. They had that year with LeBron, but nobody really cares. Now nah, they care. They did, that's the one year they did care. Cause it came back and beat golden state who everybody then was starting to hate at that point. So I can no. kind of understand that. Um, my head. But yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't want Amari Cooper. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Like 11 I mean, catches. One... Yeah. Go ahead. 11 catches for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Like that's a, that's a good game for a quarterback. 265 yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah. Insane. Well, I saw one throw where Flacco was just about getting sacked. And I mean, he has a good, he has a strong enough arm anyway, but he just kind of not quite lobbed it, but he threw it over by the sideline and threw like a perfect strike to Amari, like right. Just out, just outstretching a defender's hand. It's like, Holy shoot. Yeah. He, 
he's definitely the best backup in the NFL right now. I mean, he's technically the starter now, but to go, to go from being on the bench and a guy that has jumped around from teams the last few years to bringing Houston or Houston, bringing, bringing Cleveland into the playoff conversation, deep into the conversation. My hat's off to the guy. And, Oh, good. And he's still knocked out. Vontaze perfect with his crotch. I don't know. <laughs> well, and you know, the way things are looking, we are talking about Stafford going back to Detroit and for the playoffs. I mean, it won't be the first round, but there's a chance Cleveland go to Baltimore for the divisional round, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be a fun little storyline to watch. Um, but now, Cody, without further ado, should we get into your Miami Dolphins? Oh, thank goodness. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry to interrupt. I think they just got away with another holding call, so I'm going to... Whatever. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, well, they just got called for a... Um, for a roughing the passer where the quarterback pulled him on top of himself. So yeah. I'm not going to hear too much of that. Yeah, that was... So, uh... Yeah, go ahead. One, the scripting of the NFL. There's at least two two things I can think of. Is I was watching a um, ESPN or something, and and a, one of the ladies talking said something about they were talking about Amari Cooper, and then they're like, and speaking of Cowboys or whatever, it's a bad day for the Dolphins, and that was after the Dolphins had already won. So maybe she hadn't got the script that, or that the Dolphins had actually gone against the script. And right after the um, Dolphins won, ESPN sent out a final score of twenty to nineteen as the final score, Dallas winning. Oops. So Miami must have must not have gotten the script, and or else they went against it. But yeah. uh, it was great to see the Dolphins win in a big game at home. In their throwback jerseys, beating a above five hundred team with with a last minute drive to win it, like a lot of narratives against Tua and the Dolphins had kind of fell apart right there. They're still going to become narratives because that's just NFL, and they're oh they beat the Cowboys at home, no big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal for them, like just for all the noise that they've been hearing about not beating above 500 teams to beat a team that just has been one of the hottest teams in football right now. Yeah. MVP candidate quarterback. I mean, supposedly it it was a big win. Well, and I mean, in my opinion, the play of the game was Tony Pollard for some reason, not scoring from the one yard line. Oh my God. That, that, Elliot's tackle game, like one, he beat a block and then he just threw him out of making crossing the line. And then the fourth try to a fullback on that drive was one too many. And the, he fumbled it and yeah, they had Dolphins the recovered the exchange, but now Pollard easily scores. So if he stays outside, like for some reason, yeah. he tried cutting that back in and it's like, what are you doing? And you know at that at that moment I'm, I'm like okay so they got a first and goal and they're gonna score and then like 
holy cow, I just got goosebumps thinking about he fumbles and that's why you sell out every play. Like that's why you play every play. Like it's the last it's, you don't know what's going to happen. No, Joe Barry take notes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's just like that. I mean, obviously that was a massive turning point in the game, but then Dallas, you know, late in the game comes down, I think scores to Brandon cooks to take the lead. And then you're thinking, what do you got in store? And, and he led a masterful drive. Um, And I believe on the third and I think a two that they uh, converted, um, I was reading something tonight about Tua kicked McDaniel out of the uh, huddle or like, uh, like he's like, no, like there was a timeout and he came like, no, we got this. And like made the call for the play to, to to basically seal it. Like me being me, like I, as a Dolphins fan, first I got to get, before I say anything else, I have to give props to Jason Sanders who has been, much maligned Dolphins kicker, even though he is, I think he is now the um, most accurate kicker in Dolphins history. Like he, he has had some bad misses or like he, it was, it seemed like every other year he was really good. And then the next year he'd be terrible. And then he, uh, he hit three 50 plus yarders that game, like insane. And then he had five in and out. I mean, my it's Miami, but it was heavy rain at what at some point. So yeah. he had his long, career long fifty seven, and that was, I think somebody um did the math on it. Like it would have been good, good from almost seventy. Well, yeah, because I, I think it hit the net. Like high up, it hit the net. High like, up in the net. It. They, I think they said it was sixty eight or sixty nine. Is that one was probably good from from di- distance wise. Wonder if he got greeted with the drug test um, yesterday. Well, probably. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, can't take it away now. Yeah, but no, that's a that was a big boy win for Miami. I mean, for Dallas, it's just kind of another coulda woulda showed a game. Like they had another chance yeah. to game, maybe grown on Philly, but I, I don't know my my personal narrative on both teams don't change. Like I still think Dallas is a competitive team in the in the NFC, and I still think Miami is one of the top three teams in the AFC. Like, yeah, I think there's goods and bads. Like Miami had their fair fair share of mistakes in that game, but to win it and to win any game in the NFL is just, is, is always good. Yeah. Um, so Cody, and speaking of like kind of the top, whatever teams, however many we want to say in, in each league, we do have a listener question from Christian here and he wants to know what is our super, super Bowl matchup right now? I'm, I'm still one. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, the Dolphins. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, I'm going to have a belief in my team, and I think that they can beat play with anybody any given Sunday. And I, I still think that the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. Um, one game doesn't change that. I mean, it will in the playoffs, but yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the Niners as well. And I, I told you I had a little surprise for you in my um, AFC pool. You want to take a yeah. guess where I'm going to go? I think you're going Bills. Well, you got the, the, the letter right to start off with. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Wow. Joe Flacco's playing well. Playoff they Joe Flacco have... is insane. I mean, he's just, it, it. in all honesty, Flacco's numbers in the postseason are, it's kind of like Eli, the two years that Eli was good, except Flacco always does this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I still I, I think when we get to the playoffs, that defense will travel. I know right now it only it only stays at it's only good at home, but I think when we get to the postseason, that defense is going to be a different animal. Especially interesting. But have you seen the uh, the theory of the soup? According to the Super Bowl um, logo. Oh yeah, it'll be Ravens. I think the last opponent would be the Ravens Niners. Yeah, the last three Super Bowls have had like. They they come out with the design and logo of the teams or of the Super Bowl midseason, and the last three seasons has had the colors of the two Super Bowl teams in it. If that doesn't show, if that does not show it scripted, I don't know what will. Then. Right. If, if it comes to the Ravens and and the Niners, I'm still going to watch every game I can next year. I did say that somebody said that if the Niners and Ravens meet in the Super Bowl, only one one of either Brock Purdy or Jim Har- or John Harbaugh gets to keep their face. Because if you like hold their, <laughs> half their faces up side by side, they look identical. Brock Purdy actually said that to John Harbaugh at after the game, as I've been told, we look alike. Oh my gosh, that's that's pretty that's pretty cool that they that they're at least paying attention to this stuff or at least yeah. hearing stuff like this. Um. Well, Cody, anything else you want to tackle from this week that was in the NFL? Well, I think um, we. Well, I think we're within. I think you gained a pick on me this week. I guess I didn't look the last. Yep, I'm down last two. I didn't look. You, you're down two, and I, I think on the two. before the season one, I am down two now. Yeah, I have. A, I did not have a good week. No, you're down five. Down so, five. Oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah, you you still got a way to go, young buck. Still got a way to go. Get um, you're getting close to your first victory and you're getting cocky. I am. That's what I do. <laughs> it's gonna come back. It's come gonna come back and bite me in the butt. But well, let's act like we've been there before. But I've never been here before. It's like <laughs> I've never been here before. I don't know how to act. Um. Okay. So, and our pick segment brought to you by Lick Take Long Care. Um. Are the opening the Thursday night game, the Jets at the Browns? I have not made my picks yet. Wow. Oh. I'm going to take the Browns, though. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Simeon, I, or maybe Zach Wilson, I don't know who's going to be starting. Regardless, Miles Garrett is going to feast, and it's Joe Flacco. Um, Saturday night. I mean, he's ta- and, and he's taking – he's playing a former team there, too. That is, that is true. That is true. Many people think that the Jets should have maybe, I don't know, reached out and gotten Flacco. I, after Rodgers went down. I, I 100% expected it after Rodgers went down, but – it's it's the it's just the Jets, it's just the Jets. Um, now big game Saturday night in the NFC: the Lions at the Cowboys. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I am too. They're a different animal at home. It's they just, are. And I know Jared Goff does a lot better indoors, but I, I don't know. I think Dallas, especially after losing these last two games, kind of roughly. Like yeah, they're they're ready to put their stamp that okay, yeah, we're the real deal still. Um, um Patriots Bills, Bills. Over. have to take the Bills. Yep. I really hope the Patriots win that one, but um, Falcons at the Bears. That's a that's a tricky one. You know what? I'm gonna give it to the Falcons. Okay, this is the first one we disagree on. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I normally would take the Bears, but I just it's just a, just a feeling I'm I'm going with right now. 
Um, Raiders at the Colts. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think the Colts have another bad week, and I don't think the Raiders can do what they did against Kansas City and still win no. again. I think it's. I'm going with Minshew Mania. Yep. Um, Rams at the Giants. I've got to go the Rams. The Rams are hot. The my, Giants are not. My head says Rams. My heart says Giants because I need the Rams to lose for the Packers' sake. We're going to go with the Rams, but in all honesty, Tyrod Taylor gives the Giants the best shot to win out of all three of their quarterbacks. Oh, and I think that's been all season. Like I think yeah. I think we discussed that when they were playing the uh, the Bills early on this season. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, with their offensive line, like they just—he's not—he's yeah. never been a bad quarterback. He's just never been the guy. He's also just been insanely unlucky with a bunch of his like really weird injuries that he's gotten. It's just—it's it, been just bad luck. Um, Cardinals at the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Interesting big game in the NFC South. The Saints at the Bucks. I've got. I'm, I don't, the way that uh, Baker's been playing, I, I got to go with Baker and the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah ba- Baker again. Baker's playing good. Bucks are playing hot. Mike Evans is playing good, and he's healthy right now. And that defense is actually flying around to the ball. They're they're looking yeah. really good. Uh, Niners bounce back at Washington. I don't think, regardless yes. of who the quarterback is, it's Washington's bad. They're, it's yeah. Um, Jaguars at or Panthers at Jaguars. If I'm taking the Jaguars, and if they blow this, they got to blow that team up. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it, I don't think it'd be quite as bad as the Chargers' twenty-eight to nothing collapse against the Jags last year. But this is right. This is like we haven't seen a collapse like this in a long time. Yeah, it's been from number one to missing the playoffs is awful. Yeah. Um. The next game is your Dolphins at Baltimore. I know where you're I'm going. I'm taking the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Baltimore just because they're at home, and I don't know I. I just, I think they have enough firepower to slow down Miami enough where they can also maybe stretch out, maybe win by two scores, maybe like like ten points. I I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. It that, again, just my just my opinion, but sometimes I'm wrong. Um, yeah, just sometimes I at the Texans. Um, I think, think CJ Stroud is going to play this week. I, I, I'm going with the Texans, I, even if he's not. Yeah, Titans aren't looking good. Um, Steelers at the Seahawks. I want the Seahawks to lose, but I'm going to pick them. I'm picking the Seahawks myself. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Mason Rudolph two weeks in a row. Um, uh, Chargers at the Broncos. Broncos. I don't trust yeah. Easton stick at all, either. Um, Bengals, Bengals at the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, they they better write this wrong pretty quickly. Yep. Otherwise, oh, sound the pan. I mean, the panic alarms already sounded, but it will be smashed through a table, like when Travis Kelsey almost smashed his helmet. Yes, yesterday. It's not good. Yeah, he didn't look very happy. No. And then, um, then Sunday night. My Packers against the Vikes. I'm actually going with your Packers. I don't trust anybody at quarterback for the Vikings. 
whoever the Vikings put a quarterback is going to throw for 400 yards just because that's everybody what Joe Barry's defense has been making, making them like Nick Mullins could, he could earn a Matt Flynn type contract this week. Like <laughs> if he throws for 450 and like four touchdowns, he really easily could. However, I, Jordan Love looks like a whole different quarterback than these two teams played earlier in the year. Yep. And he has the third most touchdowns currently, I think at least in the NFC, maybe in the NFL. I think it's for sure. I think it's at least the NFC. Um, yeah, if we, we're going to win at the bird killing stadium. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sons of guns. Yeah. Yes. And yes, that is a bird killing stadium, regardless of what people want to tell you. They do. They, they fly into it a lot. Yeah. Um, so there is our weekly pick segment brought to you by Lick Tag Long Care. Um, this time we didn't have to uh, add it in later, which is good. Yeah, yeah, we kind of forgot to do that last time. And then I did some editing magic and bada bing, bada boom. There we go. So thank God, since Mandy. We, since we just got done with Christmas, I figure what's the best what's the best way how to do our top five this week? Other than the best top, or top five desserts, like this can be any and like basically baked goods. Baked goods, Ooh. yeah, or or anything. So I know I've been trying to I'm kind of waffling back and forth here, but here's where I'm going to go and for my top five. I'm going to start at number five. My mom makes these like peanut butter cookies with the uh, Hershey's Kiss right in the middle. Oh, yep. Like I always like to eat. The, you always eat the outer edge, and then you you know you, you got to eat the big piece with the chocolate leaf. Oh my gosh, those things are so good. That's probably number five for me. Okay. Number four, I'm gonna go with chocolate cake. Ooh, I'm probably putting this like too far down. The yeah, I'm probably putting this too far down the totem pole, but we're gonna go with that. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, hold up, hold up, hold the phone here. Sorry, we're moving chocolate cake up. Number four, we're actually gonna put Christmas cookies. You know, like the ones that you uh, frost and decorate and stuff. Yeah, like sugar, sugar yeah. cookies. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, because like at my um grandma's on my mom's side, we would we always used to have uh, cookie day where we decorate all these cookies that make a big mess. I have a little yeah, we did. We did that on Christmas Eve this year. Kind of a bunch of the, uh, at least the granddaughters all got together, and my mom's granddaughters and my daughter was one of them. They were frosting all their cookies. Nice. How was Abby's designs? Were they good? Uh, delicious. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> there's just something, especially when you load them up with frosting. There's just something about, them, oh, yeah. about those cookie cookies. They just taste good. So that's number four. Number three, I'm gonna go with chocolate cake. Because yep. I love me cake. I mean, who doesn't? Um, number two, and this is this is kind of a tie because they're kind of basically the same thing. So my mom and aunt both make these kind of pudding desserts. Like it's kind of like a chocolate pudding dessert, except my mom puts like little Reese's on the top of hers. Ooh! Um, and oh my gosh, it's it's very rich, but it tastes awesome. And then my aunt Lori makes this chocolate pudding dessert which I had, that's the dessert where I went back for more yesterday <laughs> on Christmas. And I maybe regretted it just a little bit. That's fine. But, oh, I could, I could eat that stuff for days. And then number one, give me a chocolate chip cookie all day, every day. You know, I do love a chocolate chip cookie, but uh, I'm, I'm going to start my top five. I mean, that's a very good top five, even though yours yeah. is really a top six. Yeah. Well, again, again, number two is kind of one in the same, so that that's where that's I, fair. It's just like different variations of the same yeah. thing. Yep, yep, basically. Yeah, I guess I'll give that to you. Okay, 
Um, my number five would probably have to be uh, cherry pie. I'm a okay. big, I love pie. Okay. Just love cherry. Oh, I could have a piece with some cool up on top. Um, number number four would probably be like a, a molasses cookie. Okay. What what are those exactly? I don't um it's I don't know it's a cookie made with molasses they're like a darker brown oh, cookie okay. they're okay oh they're delicious like kind of like a ginger kind of ginger yep snap type of oh let's see number three I'm gonna go with um ooh angel food cake okay my mom makes angel food cake for every birthday I every year for my birthday and I always look forward to it and I eat way too much of it now number two has become a recent like it's jumped from not in my wheelhouse at all to like I could eat these for days Miss Kate at work makes them and it's a bacon chocolate chip cookie it's got a little bit of savory sweet it's so good i absolutely love them oh my god it's so good and she has some bacon fat or grease in the cook it's oh my god i my eyes twitching just thinking about it (laughs) and my number one is another pie i could eat banana cream pie every day of the week and never get sick of it okay especially it has like the meringue topping oh okay yeah i'm in all honesty, aside from chocolate, I'm not a big pie guy. Like like the chocolate like Satan pie. I know that surprises you a lot. I mean, nothing you do or say ever really surprises me, but... That's good. That's good. One of these days I'll get there, but... <sighs> Doesn't make me I have things I can now. say, but I'm not going, going to because I'm a good Christian boy. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Cody. <laughs> thank you. No yeah, problem. back. This is really making me want more dessert now. I know. I do have some, like a raspberry pie in my fridge that my mom sent home with me. I might have to dig into that right after this. Nice. Nice. Oh, shoot. Hey, um, so do you want to tell the people out there about the little Facebook page that page that you made? Oh yeah. Um, so I finally got around to putting out our Facebook page. Uh, I, it's unrelated sports podcast. Look for it on Facebook. Um, it's got the link to the Spotify or the Apple podcast. Um, links uh please follow us on it uh if you have any questions or like you want a viewer question type it up on that it'll send me a messenger i'll we'll relate to andy here or i'll also get andy onto it um and uh please give us five star rating and if you don't want to just do it anyway Yeah, I mean we're not, we're nice people, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. Um but yeah, and if if for some reason if you have any other platforms that you want us to get the podcast out on, you can put those in the comments too and I can see what I can do as well. I know we still plan on eventually getting on YouTube, but Yeah. Just gotta figure out how to how to all do that. But Yeah. Um but yeah, so Cody, anything else you wanna touch on at all? I don't just uh everybody be be uh, safe and um, the, these New Year's coming up. Uh, don't do anything. Don't drive. 
drunk because I've lost I've lost uh, many friends that way, and uh, it's just not something you want to put anybody through, um, or go through your your family or friends anyway. Get I know you hear it all the time, but just find somebody sober to drive you. Call call me if you know me, and I'll give you a ride 100% of the time. Even if I'm not that big of a fan of you, I will give you a ride because I don't want to go to your funeral. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely don't. Even if you only had, like, one or two to drink, don't don't be stupid. Just do not be stupid over, over New Year's or just anything. Over, and, and anytime. It's, it, it's, not, it's not worth it at all for a multitude of reasons. It's just not worth it. Um. But yeah, I guess everybody have a happy and a safe new year. Um, thank you for everybody that has recently tuned into the podcast after we actually put something out on Facebook, which is awesome. Yes. Um, and yeah, so Cody, sign us off. Everybody remember, fullbacks are people too. Hook them horns. Have a happy new year, everybody. We'll see you next week.